Hey everyone, it's Craig Finn from The Hold Steady and um, with another edition of this podcast. We're reissuing Almost Killed Me in Separation Sunday. In fact, they're out now on vinyl uh, for the first time in a long time. We've been talking to the players on the record and see what we can remember about making them. Um, this week, I'm talking to Franz um, and talked about the records and what we both remembered and it was a great talk. I hope you enjoy it. What I couldn't remember was whether, so I played on, definitely on certain songs and Sweet Pain. I couldn't remember whether Modesto was a separate session or whether Modesto was the same session. It was a separate session. And I know that because that was like part of the recordings I was doing for eMusic. so, so, so maybe it was Modesto first if you did those before the record, whichever happened. No, first. no, no, we did Almost Kill Me did first. did Almost Kill Me first. Um, so, so I, I kind of remember that I played on three songs, but there's no evidence. I, I, can't rem- I couldn't remember if I played on Hostile and it just didn't make the final mix or something. That's possible, because what it would have been, I mean, I think Almost Kill Me was recorded in two three-day sessions. And there weren't, like, like that was it. Overdubs, whatever, mixing. So you would have shown up during one of those weekends, basically. Um, and I don't know if it was the... My, my take would be it was on the second. Um, that would um, make sense. I mean, you had you, you had pretty complete rough mixes of everything that you, you sent me. That included, yeah. it included Milk Crate. Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, and I, certain's funny because I'm, like... I, did we record it with a guitar first? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, okay. the, the version you sent me had guitar, and I played along with the guitar, and I've always noticed that every time I listen to it, because the, the playing is much looser than it would have been had it just been me doing piano, right. because there's, you know, the guitar takes up so much space, my, my timing didn't have to be perfect. Right, but then right. once you so strip we... the guitar away, it was like, oh, there's, <laughs> that's not as, <laughs> as awesome well, as I would have hoped. Yeah. And, and the, the funny thing about that one was, like, I'd actually, before we started the whole study, was trying to do recording with Matt Henderson. And we recorded a version of that song, but it was so stiff because we were trying to do it. I don't know. We were basically trying to do digital recording that was over our heads at the time, and technology wasn't what it was. And it just, we tried to do loops, and it sounded so stiff. But um, And then I think Sweet Pain, if I'm... Wait, that you played on Sweet Pain, right? I played on yeah, Sweet right. Pain. What I remember about that one is I was having a really hard time getting my getting my head around the form of it. And so mm-hmm. what we did was write out just on a little piece of paper all the chords that were in the song, and then Tad came in and just pointed at the at the letter name of the chord <laughs> when it was about to come up. And I was like, "Oh yeah, well, A, F sharp minor." He would just <laughs> And that's how we got yeah. through that one. Uh, yeah, cuz if I had known in advance, I would have I would have charted it out but then yeah in the moment i think at that moment though was important because you got to understand like where i was you know i mean well you you do understand but uh i was coming from a very musically not sophisticated background and it was almost like new knowledge for me to understand that like there could be piano in any of these songs Uh once i saw you play over sweet pain it almost felt like, well, shit, like, you know, if someone can play piano while well, they can just play these songs and it adds this depth and it's cool. But I, before that, thought, like, I don't know, there wouldn't be room for piano or I don't know what I thought. 
I remember that for the record release at um, Mercury Lounge, is that right? Uh-huh. That you asked me to come up and play th- three songs, two or three songs. Yeah, that by then it could have been Modesto too, maybe. For all I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. It, it was. I have the, again. I have the feeling it was three. It might have been. You know, you know what it probably was. I I think Peter played on Hostile. And then you had us both come, and you were like, well, while you're here, why don't you play on Hostile, too? And that's yeah, why I that, Hostile. that would make sense. And then you probably played on Sweet Pain. And uh, My memory was that you... I mean, also, I guess between Almost Killed Me's release and us recording Separation Sunday, there weren't... There was only about nine months. Right. It was pretty quick. So, yeah. So we started recording in December. So at some point... After Almost Killed Me, we started writing Sep Sunday, and it must have been, was it that fall, probably, that we want, we talked about getting you in the band on a, I mean, I remember having a conversation with you, and you saying what I was saying about Sweet Pain, where you say, like, all these songs could have piano. Yeah. And so I think at that point, we decided, like, this sounds awesome, we'll try to get you in the band, right? Is that... Around, would have been that autumn, probably that fall. It was a pretty casual conversation. I, I had only played two or three shows with you. I think maybe that North that North Six show, I kind of remember playing. That was the first, I, I might have played the whole set for the first time on that show. Oh, okay, yeah. So whenever that was. Um, what I, you know, I, I came in and you had written basically half the record. And it was right after Bobby had joined. He was yeah. he was pretty new, like a couple weeks in. But 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 we were going to record, but it was before we recorded, right? It was before you recorded, yeah. Okay, so so we'd written half the record with Judd, I guess, and then Bobby came in, and we record we re- wrote the rest of the record. Yeah, with him and me, I guess. It's funny. I I always think of this record of is basically split in 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 sort of in two but over slightly overlapping it's like the the judd half and the bobby half which was which kind of mapped onto um before i was there and after i was there for the writing process yeah right you're kind of the bobby half yeah and also i think uh, I i don't think this was on purpose but just because of the nature of the the songs also kind of mapped onto the ones that Dean took the lead on mixing, and the ones that Dave G took the lead on mixing. Oh, really? I don't think that. I want to guess that is that. What do you? I think don't think that's Dean's, exact. I don't think that. No, but what would Z, Dean's lead mixes be on the Judd stuff or the the Judd stuff? Because he had, okay. he, had he was a little more on the stuff that was really rocky, like uh-huh. rock, big riffy, the big drum stuff. Wait, and is that like, is that like Hornets, Hornets, Hornets? Uh, Banging Steven, Camp? Steven? What? Stevie, Stevie Nicks, he definitely mixed. 
Uh, but that one was that. That's why I'm saying it doesn't map exactly because Stevie we wrote after I was with Bobby. Yeah, and you. Yeah, you were there for the writing of Stevie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. obviously I remember the big piano stuff. What? I, Although, except on that one, I, that was actually Galen came up with those chords. Right, I remember that. I remember that. But but we we immediately went to having the piano, and I remember thinking it was like really exciting. I mean, you know, in two thousand four. That was not indie rock. Yeah. Um, you know, a Layla, for better, you know, what I'd call a Layla style, you know? Right. Um, which is, ex- those were the terms in which we were talking about it, too. Yeah, time. yeah, we were talking about it in those terms. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Did you write Don't Let Me Explode? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I wrote that one, and then I, and I, I wrote the, the, the bridge part on Chicago. Those were my, my writing yeah. credits on that one. Writing credits. I sort of remember with Don't Let Me Explode, and I don't know if you remember this right, but like that you said like it would be cool to have a song that wasn't an E or A mm-hmm. um, as a piano player. Yeah, that's know? right. We we're, were such guitars, and, and I think it was like, well, make one. Yeah. Um, and I sort of feel like that was the genesis of that song, like a B, song in B flat or whatever that is. That's B flat, right? Yeah. So I, I feel like that was a that was a challenge, and I I actually remember Tad saying, "Well, can we do it in A?" And you saying, "Well, no, this is the whole point." <laughs> uh, like, yeah, I, the, the songs that we had on the docket at that point, I I was sort of filing them in different as different genre exercises in my mind. Like yeah. that, resurrection was the southern rock jam. Cat, cattle and the creeping things I was thinking is, uh, that's kind of like Queens of the Stone Age yep. you know like a couple I was sort, I was sort of thinking of them like that and I was like what is a what would, would be a totally off the wall thing for this to, to do like this 50s style you know sure. la- last dance at the hold steady prom I think is how I announced, uh, introduced it yeah 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 and that was a that was a really cool thing I remember like when we started to play that live I would have this big long thing the St. Barbara Saint, introduction, yeah. St. Barbara, or St. Teresa, uh, what is it, St. Barbara? St. Barbara. Yeah. And, but then, like, one time I looked over and everyone looked so bored, because it was in about his third minute of it, <laughs> kind of stopped doing that, but, uh... My, my big memory of starting the session of Separation Sunday, it was around Christmas time, I know I'd just gone to my, uh, holiday party at my work and um we came in and like and it seems quaint but this was something that mattered to me at the time rolling stone and spin had both put us on their list of best records you did not hear last year for almost killed me and i felt like shit we're gonna maybe we can make a record that everyone hears um did you feel like when we were making the record was it your take that we would have an audience for it I I wasn't I'm not sure I know I don't think I had that feeling at that point no I'm not sure I did either I, I was surprised by the almost killed me it wasn't like a lot of people were showing up for the shows right I so... think y- yeah <laughs> like I knew I, I saw that it was that almost killed me had gotten some press and I was like oh that's cool but it's like a lot of bands get a little bit of press right so I, right. I definitely didn't have the sense that, that Separation Sunday was going to be a, a, giant, a, a giant record in any way. Well, a lot of the gear didn't work. I remember there being a lot of, like, Dave and Dean being totally disgusted by 
all the amazing yeah. stuff they had in the rack that just was not functional. Yeah, it was it was like a weird thing where it was like this is all. I mean, it was in Tribeca for God's sakes. Like it was in. I mean, a really expensive like. Well, there's a reason is because it had been Philip Glass's studio, and he lives around. He lived around there. Okay. So, so they had taken over Philip Glass's place. So it had a gorgeous Steinway. That's like one thing that I totally remember. It's had oh, yeah. Philip Glass's old Steinway. But wasn't it fucked up? Like. Didn't we have to do something where we got like a piano tuner? Well, there I had to get tuned. That's normal for a session. Like it wasn't. But wasn't he like? I sort of remember him being angry at someone or angry to. I don't know. Uh, he was an angry dude. He was an angry <laughs> yeah. Hungarian dude that I had known for a couple of years at at, at, and, at that and, point, Joseph. I think you. I think you talked him down because I feel like you like maybe he was there and. He was yelling at those guys, and then you came in and got him under control. Or something. Yeah, he was kind of a um, loose cannon, but he, he, <laughs> he happened to be the piano tuner that I knew at the time. Hallelujah came to in the confession booth Infested with an affection And smiling on an abscess too Running out on residue And crashing through the vestibule The crucifixion cruise She climbed the cross and found she liked the view I guess the other thing would be on that record, Crucifixion Cruise was one that, did we... Did we go into the studio with that, or did we just write that on the... You had, you had recorded that one at, by yourself. You you were sort of you were sort of not sure about it. You 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 presented it to us as like I've got this thing. I don't know if it's done. I don't know what it's gonna be. Blah blah blah. And then and and we had it as as just you and and a guitar from the because we did a demo session in Gigantic. Right, right. Either in Gigantic or at Atomic. We did it. We just uh -huh. came in and 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 played everything down. Um, and and you did that tracked it for that. So we had that on the CD. Um. And then I don't know. I might have been my idea to have it with the, the just the organ, mm -hmm. but we or Gardner. Or I feel yeah. like might have. You know, I mean that's the other thing about the the record that's interesting that in that Dave, you know, we had Gigantic for free, so we were able to kind of like have Dave and Dean do a tag team, which I don't even know. Like we were certainly happy personally with. Dean has almost killed me. I think we just thought Gardner's cool too. Um, but like, it worked. Like, like it was it was interesting because I don't think those guys knew it. They didn't know each other, and they kind of came in and seemed to work really well together. Yeah, on a personal level, it's they, it was. I remember they had a nice they had a nice vibe. Yeah, and I felt like they're maybe. Would you say that Gardner maybe? Potentially, he was more of the psych. Like, if there's producer as a psychologist, is he was he maybe a little more of that? Yeah, well, because Dean, I, I don't know my my feeling because of because of the sort of things I was showing up with for the session. Dave was a lot yeah. more open to that than than Dean was. Well, Dean was yeah more of a hard rock or yeah. Well, he had that the the concept that rock eagle concept right that the 
about the the bass and the drums being the body of the giant eagle, the guitar being all the being the the huge majestic wings all around, and then the keyboard sort of being these feathers. <laughs> pretty feathers. Pretty yeah. little, pretty little feathers. And I and I, you know, that that was a challenge for me in terms of my conception of where it was going to sit. Yeah. Well, it'd be interesting to know historically what Dean's recorded up until that point. How many pianos were there? Probably very uh, few. You know, very coming out of more of a hardcore background, not so much piano. Um, how about Catholic stuff? Um, it seems like like a record that obviously goes hard on that. Um, did that freak you out at all, or worry you? No, I mean... So I had a couple things with that. I was trying to, I was, you know, there's only so much that I could figure out what the lyrics were. Like it wasn't uh, until we were in the studio, but I, I understood that there was some kind of a, a narrative going on. Yeah. And I was trying to do a couple things to, to that there would be um, some through lines musically in the same way that there were lyrically. Right, so so the the that the last two tracks were crucifixion and and resurrection, to do to have the church organ on the one, and then the music box at the end of the other, like the uh-huh. the, the 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 crucifixion and then the childhood, the resurrection. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that not sure I picked that up, but that's good. That's good. No, and then I I was try- I had a couple I I I. I I had this idea that I was going to keep some musical themes running through the Hold Steady in the same way that your lyric themes would run through. And I abandoned it about halfway through Boys and Girls because it just, it, it ends up starting to like sound like, sounding like you're repeating parts instead of, instead of an analogous thing. But I had, um, I had a, like a, I think I was calling it the Hood Rat theme, which is the, like you, it, 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 it was in it, well. It was in the it was in so it was in the B section of banging, and then it was reversed in the um, boo ba ba boo ba ba. That's like the the reverse yeah, of it. Yeah. Multitude. In multitude. Yeah, yeah. So it's in multitude and banging camp, and then there was the one that was going to be the writer theme. Anytime you name checked a writer, so there's like oh Jesus. <laughs> so if you listen to the um, be the uh, the the bridge of. Of Chicago has the same rhythmic and melodic shape as the bridge in Stuck Between Stations. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Uh, wow, cool. Yeah, wow, wow. That's those are deep Easter eggs. Yeah, this is this is <laughs> good for the podcast because I'm learning shit. I'm shit. Um, that's awesome. No one ever picked that's up awesome. on it, so I figure I can just let it let it be out yeah, there. Well, now's the time. Otherwise, you'll go to the grave with it. Um, uh, that's right. Yeah. But yeah, no, the Catholic uh, stuff. I don't, you know. That's I I feel like you run into that a lot in in rock and in yeah yeah I it, you do I mean certainly Bruce Springsteen and Billy Joel and um, whoever else have done a lot of Catholic talk and uh, certainly that was as much my influence on it as anything else was but I I always wonder like some people you know get I I just feel like some people get really nervous when that comes up and. Um, but it, it, no one ever, no one ever seemed bummed about it, and and it sort of seemed like it was something that, when the record came out, may have set it aside or may have. Well, I had never heard the the exact 
metaphor like the 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 religion equals drugs thing quite so explicitly before <laughs> yeah yeah well that was yeah those are my yeah that, that was that was well handled that was well covered on that. yeah that was well covered i mean usually when you get the catholic stuff in there in rock it's it's more the like good girl bad girl stuff yeah saint Teresa came to holly but i wasn't even at that party i'd already moved out to new york city Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Craig again. Um, you're going to hear from more from the other guys in the band and some of the other players on the record in the coming weeks. Um, and uh, continue to kind of go through these records. Almost Killed Me in Separation Sunday, which are out now, out on vinyl for the first time in a long time. Make a great Christmas present. I hope you're enjoying them. Thanks so much. Stay positive. Tonight. You gotta let the bats pretty tight